0: Lightning at home in episode number 245 of the Truck Show Podcast. Welcome to it. Uh, How are your legs? Sore. (laughs) uh, Sore. (laughs) After
1: pedaling miles upon miles through uh, your hometown of Long Beach for the
0: beach streets. Yeah, that was uh, the day before I installed my JL Stealth Box in the TRX. So there was a lot of bending and stooping over and pedaling and stretching and Contorting in positions I'm not accustomed to. Well, it's funny you should mention uh, doing installs because uh, I was afraid that you were going to have to
1: ride your uh, your big Ripper all the way down from uh, Camarillo back down to uh, the <laughs>
0: studio. Uh, but somebody came and rescued you. You did. You rescued me from uh, two places. A train? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I was going to take a train, the Surfliner or whatever it Which is. it would Amtrak, not have gotten you back in time for this podcast recording. N- probably not. No, it. It wouldn't have. But thank you very much for uh, shuttling me down in your uh, your 4 by e. Why you were there, you went to Borla. Oh, if you so want to let tell let the story, absolutely. So, well I mean, start can I rewind and just say that uh, I got to tell you this. Okay. I'm an I'm an audiophile. I'm not a tube audio guy, t- you know, a tube amplifier guy. I'm not Geek Zone. You're not like a Macintosh guy? I'm not Macintosh guy. But I do enjoy some good quality audio. And hopefully it comes across in this podcast. I installed the JL Stealth Box, and the fit and finish is a 10 out of 10. I'm not saying this because we had them on the show. I'm telling you because it's true. It fit exactly the way it should have under the rear seat in the back of the TRX. I'm guessing any 2019 or newer uh, Ram DT. It fit with my reclining seats. It's just spot on. It's perfect in every way. I was It really- looks good, too. I was looking to be the like, carpeted finish on it is very nice. It doesn't look like it, it was just plopped down in place. Next question is, how does it sound? I don't know. I have a new JL amp that I'm going to I went all JL this time. The mm-hmm. new JL amp, it is a six hundred watt amp. It's a monoblock and it's made for subs. So D class. Just and a
1: sub amp?
0: It is designed
1: for sub bass, correct. So basically you have two subs now. You have the factory
0: one. And you have the jail audio stealth box. Now, how is that going to work? So I read many, many reviews. I spent a lot of time on ram-trx.com, which is, I couldn't find much on the Facebook group. So I went on an old school forum and there was some really good data there. Guys who had done all sorts of different installs, not any on the 22s, all 21s. So no reclining seat. I had to figure out how to get that seat out, which was kind of a challenge, but I did it. Most guys disconnect the factory sub. And there's a way to do it without removing the factory sub. You can leave it in there. You just go under the, uh, under the driver's seat and you buy a, uh, a pack audio uh, harness and it basically gets rid of the microphones inside the cabin uh, and, and turns off the, sub, the factory subwoofer. And then you just have your JLs or whatever subs you install, right? I chose to leave them connected. I'm curious... How it will be because I saw one guy who said, hey, I left mine connected and I actually kind of like it. Are they complementary to each other then? Is that the idea? That is the goal. I don't know because the factory one rolls off at like 30 hertz. It doesn't get really, really low. Whereas the but, JLs, it is, but it is
1: enough to vibrate your mirrors and stuff. I mean, it's not it like is. it's light.
0: No, 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 no. This is one of the reasons I bought this truck. We talked about it. Yeah. I really, really like the 19-speaker Harman Kardon system. Yep. I really do. It's Of all the systems out there, I mean, no, it's not something that you'd find in a Bentley or whatever. But for w- what it is, it's a really good-sounding system. And I don't know that I'm going to upgrade all the other speakers. So I'm going to start with this. I, I think that the JLs will be a really nice fill. So we shall see probably next week when I connect the amp and then do the tuning. All right. So So that was done. So fast forward to you drove to Borla. Yep. Drove to Borla, and we uh, installed Ted and the crew over there. Uh, He, I think he's the shop foreman. I could get that wrong, but he is all things Borla, right under David, as far as the shop is concerned, uh, David Borla. And he installed the new attack system. And you heard it. You heard it. (laughs) It is. It's throaty. And raspy. No, it's
1: it's throaty. It's I'm not. It sounds amazing, but I know what the stock TRX uh, exhaust sounds like against your garage door. Yeah. at 5 a.m. Yeah, this is louder. This is. Well, it removes the, the two this resonators. This is the stock exhaust, backed into a tunnel that has the other end closed. <laughs> it's not That's not. No, yes. no, 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 no. It sounds bad, like no. somebody's firing a V8 cannon at you. It a V8 does, sound
0: cannon. It does that. You know what it is? <laughs> It's every yes. It's a V eight sound uh, sound cannon. It's the guy with a Hellcat car. You know what I mean? They're just they're louder than the TRX. And now this is
1: not anymore as loud as the
0: or Hellcat car. Loud. Yes.
1: It's it's uh it's glorious. We're gonna get first start.
0: Wow! Wow! There's a crackle to
2: it.
1: Uh, now, do they offer an
0: S-type or is it all attack?
1: It's all it? attack. All right. And that so. is
0: their burliest, brightest right. sound. We've talked about it before. I think their switchfire technology, which is kind of a crossover pipe in the midsection, I think that's what does it. And they've got these four tubes that are like hidden inside on each side. So, eight total small tubes. It's what, well, anyway, they give it that growl that's insane. It's insane, and it went in like, dude. I was there for ninety uh, minutes. I, I, I was a
1: uh, an hour and a half late picking you up because I thought it was going to be a longer install. So did I. And the you're guys like,
0: are like, "I, right, am done now." Yeah, they're, like, 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 they're like, you can pull it out." I'm a hundred miles away. I guess <laughs> I should. Uh, so I went. Start and got a, I got a, got a breakfast burrito. And uh, and chill. No, well, listen. Amazing. By the
1: way, I mean, anytime you upgrade the exhaust in your V eight, you should reward yourself with a breakfast burrito. I did. I think that is. Uh, I think that's correct. S- I got sausage. I got uh, yeah, potatoes but inside. Sure I, you did. Well, I got a wet style. <coughs> I mean, um, do you know? Do yeah. you like it dry or wet? Well, then after you're done at Borla, you headed down to Willwood,
0: which is where right. I actually came into the picture. You picked me up at at Willwood, and we saw our friends Mike Hamrick and Steve Cornelius. Steve runs the place, and Mike is. The PR guy, and he's got his fingers in everything, and you've heard uh, both of them on the show before. And they are going to use the TRX as kind of the test bed to fit their, I think it's the Aero DM or their Aero Light, one of those two kits, and work it into the TRX. Well, basically because- what they're
1: doing is they're making, they're swapping out the calipers and, and brakes on it, but they want it to fit inside an 18-inch wheel. Yes. And they want to make sure they're using yours to ensure that it is an actual upgrade over the stock brakes. They don't want to just put you know, a slotted disc and a really nice-looking ca- caliper on there. They want to make sure that it's actually an improvement in performance.
0: Oh, yeah, because there are some kits on the market that Holman and I were talking about with them that we won't mention on the show that are, quote-unquote, upgrades that are actually downgrades. They're pretty, but they don't necessarily work as well as stock. So I think the goal with this is to—I mean, Holman, you drove the truck extensively off-road before your long-term loaner, right? And you were smoking the brakes. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, the the brakes definitely could use a little bit of love. Yeah, so they're going to use that, and hopefully uh, I'll be one of the first to have those brakes on there, and all will be glorious. That's the goal. And and then if all goes as planned, I think they'll borrow your 392, no?
1: Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, the, I'm locked into a certain wink, wheel. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Well, now I'm locked into a certain wheel, and as much as I'd love to get upgraded brakes, that I don't know if that wheel will be compatible with their kit because it has a raised center section in the hoop, and so we'll have to see. So they said bring it up to get test-fitted because uh, they've got a new JL kit upgrade that should work nicely on that because the 392, I'm not going to say it's underbraked, but it could definitely, it would be good with better, bigger brakes on it. Right. And there's only a couple players out there right now that make a, a complete system, and one of them are uh, our friends over at Willwood, which uh, I have uh, on my F100 and have used them on other vehicles. You've used them before. So, you know, They make a fantastic product and still family-owned. We saw Bill Wood hanging out working on his yeah, his truck. He's still there. He's still like, the dude. Like literally, Bill yeah. Wood.
0: So, so Will Wood is Bill Wood, William right. Wood. Right, And he's just hanging out working on his cars in still, the shop. Still the office. And if you didn't know who he was, you'd be like, oh, it's a dude with a ponytail hanging out. And yep. It's like he owns freaking yeah, that's the dude. this building and yeah. that building <laughs> and, and that, that building, building and the yeah. one down there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the flip side to this is uh, I picked you up in the most opposite vehicle
0: possible <laughs> to anything we've just talked about. <laughs> yeah, so big manly V8 uh-huh. and you came and got me in a 4 e. Why do you say it like that? (laughs) Because it's quiet and it's it's, it's not dainty. So a lot of... Oh, it's heavy. It is. It's heavy. Uh Uh-huh. It's heavy, and both Mike and Steve took spins around. I, yeah, I think they I gave, were both I impressed. I gave them the keys, and they couldn't believe how fast it was.
1: Yeah. And they're like, how much torque? I'm like, 470 pound-feet, the same
0: as the 392. But it doesn't look as manly as the Jeeps I've seen you drive before. Maybe it's just under tired or something. No, I, it's I got, this
1: one's got 33s, and it's white yeah. with blue accents because it's a 4xE.
0: Yeah. I. That's not the point. The point is- Is that it's made out of uh, a, a thin plastic, and when you go over 70 miles an hour, it sounds like this. <laughs>
1: No, yeah, that's incorrect.
0: It does. It sound has like that, it has
1: half doors on it. Ah, yes. And so the upper. Listen, when you do half doors and uppers on a Wrangler, mm. you get both the best driving experience and the worst driving experience. The best is there's nothing better than top down on a Wrangler with half doors. That is the quintessential everything. Arm hanging out, wind in your face, whole thing. It's it's America free. It's it's amazing. The bad thing is that 80 miles an hour with the uppers, it does sound like you're driving in a wind chamber, <laughs> which is not what. It, which is not what it sounds like with the full doors. It's amazing how quiet a soft top with full doors are, uh, but with the plastic. And, you know, I, I had to uh, show Lightning how to uh, zip open his window when he was looking mm-hmm. for the, the window button. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
0: went for the button, and that yeah. didn't do anything. And then I went like, for the crank, um, and there was no crank. Yeah,
1: no, they're plastic, dude. It's and
0: just, it was a, it's zipper. a zipper. It was a YKK which is, zipper. <laughs> which is funny, because you're in the, one of the most
1: modern vehicles you can buy, a plug-in hybrid Jeep with plastic zip-up windows. <laughs> And Which so, is funny. it was like I need some air. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. No, but I, I think everybody was kind of impressed with how fast it is. I mean, I think they they genuinely were like, I was I mean, expecting that
0: passing in the fast lane because you notoriously don't ride right in the fast lane. I always go in the fast lane. You're in the number two and the number three. Why, yeah. Why I don't know.
1: Because I don't sit there because I don't want to slow anybody up. You,
0: I, I, that makes sense because you don't go as, I, so you You like drive to go. at 80.
1: I cruise at 72, 75. Yes. So and you, you cruise at 80 or 82. I do. So you're always in the fast lane. For me, I'm comfortable just cruising like 75, if that, I don't have about
0: anybody bugging me, and I'm not hogging the lane, and I'll get out of your way. I, 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 I that. appreciate that. So it gives us an opportunity, me an opportunity, to have Holman race around people, use the number one lane, the fast lane, and then get dart around him and get back in. So I experienced the torque. And I will say it's impressive. So as, as much as I sound like I'm bagging on this 4xe, uh, this Jeep, it really does move out. I was thoroughly impressed. Yeah. It really was. Hey,
1: and it got, it got you home without riding on a train where you would have been stabbed.
0: Oh, that's true. Which is 100% because, true. Because, dude, the blue line through Long Beach is no danger. Will no Robinson, boy, no. it is, yeah, nasty.
1: Listen, if, if any of you are taking a score at home and you question uh, my love for lightning, <laughs> I could have uh, let him die today. But no, I drove 100 miles. Oh, so you're saying it is say, sure death? The, the train system uh, in LA uh, yeah. is have sure death? Have you seen the blue line? <laughs> yes. It's, it's not.
0: You, you It's, let me, it's no. nasty. It's not a sure death. It's just not a place for you. It's either sit next to a guy who's going to stab you or sit next to a guy who's sitting in his own urine.
1: Okay. <laughs> that's I, it. I that's mean, your it, choice. It, it, that's a bad choice. Uh-huh. And you got to sit in a uh, efficient, yet uh, fast, yet a little bit loud Jeep. It was, So I had the AC on me, but it sounded like I was in a wind tunnel. Well, maybe on the way home we'll just pull out all the windows and you can experience just the half doors. That would be great. Which is awesome because it's still nice outside. Like, Absolutely. It's still it's 75 when we yeah, here.
0: Mid-70s. Perfect. Yeah, so there you go.
1: All right, uh, before we get to the show, we got a special guest, Mike Timmons from EGR. And you guys will know EGR because they make a lot of truck accessories, like really bitchin' tonneau covers.
0: While some of you may know EGR, others are like, hmm. And those of you who don't, it's possible you have something EGR on your truck because they've been making parts for OE, like hood guards, window deflectors, fender flares. Which w- what you might really know them from is the roll track tonneau covers. That's pro- probably one of their
1: more popular items, which is a rollback tonneau cover We'll get into it, but basically OE Fit and Finish to kind of give you that secured storage. And we'll talk to Mike. They actually have some uh, uh, new applications coming out. I think we're going to talk about it on the show later. Nice. Okay. So before we get into the show with Mike, we got to thank Nissan, our presenting sponsor. So if you are looking for a new truck, whether it's a midsize or a half-ton truck, head on down to your local Nissan dealer We can check out the hot selling frontier or the half-ton Titan or Titan XD. They come with the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. In fact, we saw it really nice. Was it 21 or 22? Black on black on brand black Pro 4X. New, and it was beautiful. I was like, hey, Lightning, look over there. And you're like, what? <laughs> and I was like, look over there. And then well, I was already looking at it. I saw it. Oh, okay. I didn't know because it was a wind tunnel. We were <laughs> super uh,
0: lucky. <loud. laughs> let's, let's, let's reenact it.
1: Hey, Lightning, look over there. What? Pro 4X. What? Oh, it's awesome. Meanwhile, the guy- I can't make the noise and say it at the same time. Well, back. meanwhile, the guy in the Pro 4X was wondering why we were yelling next to him. Because right, he I heard can, us.
0: I can hear you. <laughs> Is it loud in there? Yeah. It's quiet in this Pro 4X. It's
1: so quiet, he could hear us talking
0: inside of our 4X. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was listening to classical- With doors. Him, he was listening to classical music. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, was he? Quietly. Yeah. Yeah, he's like- he And has, then we disturbed him with yeah. our- uh, <laughs> He had his pinky up and he was drinking wine.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true. I don't think he was drinking wine oh, Maybe that's illegal. he was driving. But you can build and price your Nissan Frontier or Nissan Tiger and at NissanUSA.com. Head there, type in the
0: code TRUCKSHOWPODCAST. Nope, they don't have that. Oh, all
1: right. it's just a fantasy.
0: Okay, well then just- I mean, they love us, we love them, (laughs) but they do not have a discount code. All right, well, shoot. Well,
1: despite the fact that they don't have a discount code (laughs) uh, with uh, Lightning and Holman uh, as part of it, uh, you can still get
0: a great deal on a dependable truck. Again, that's uh, NissanUSA.com. And we talk a lot about Banks' equipment for new trucks, but Banks has been making parts for gas and diesel pickups since the early 1980s. This week, we're highlighting the Ford 6.0 parts selection, from six-gun and economine tuners to ram air intake and exhaust systems to the famous high-ram intake elbow. Banks can add power and fuel economy to your old lady. Wait, Six O's, six O's dude. Are there any of those left? Yeah. They have, have a lot blown them. up. Dude, six O's are more valuable than ever, so it's worth keeping them up to snuff, Holmes. To see what power adders Banks has for your truck, type in your year, make, and model at bankspower.com. And let's face it, you probably need new tires for your truck, so you want to head over to
1: toyotires.com and check out the Open Country AT3. The Open Country AT3 is an all-terrain tire delivering grip for off-road traction, but designed with responsive and predictable on-road handling with a strong focus on wet performance, durability, and treadwear life. The Toyo Open Country 3 provides a quiet ride with exceptional stability, and it's available in LT metric. Or flotation sizes Toyo offers a 500 mile or 45 day guarantee and warranties the tires up to 65,000 miles. Dang. The AT3 features new tread and compound more evenly distributed void area, increased lateral grooves, 3D multi-wave sight, stone injecting blocks, and staggered shoulder lugs.
0: And you can see the AT3 in person at the rescheduled Toyo Trail Pass. It's in Holcomb Valley, which is by Big Bear, California, September 30th through October 2nd. Again, this was supposed to happen a couple weeks ago. The fires uh, pushed us out. Now we're heading back September 30th through the 2nd, Holcomb Valley. You want to go to trailpassoverland.com to register. It's a free event check it free event you got overnight camping uh, we've got workshops presentations cooking demos photography workshop tire 101 there's vendors display rigs and you know what else you can see up there in person lighting
1: and holman lighting and holman also the open country mt and i hear a uh, brand new tire that has not been announced yet so if you want to be the first to see uh, toyos new tire want to check out treadpath <laughs> and find lighting and
2: I. Yeah, yeah the truck show
0: uh-huh. Show the truck show the truck show. Whoa, whoa. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning again, and Holman. That's
1: Lightning ruining the intro. Yell at me for that, and now he uh, does it all the time.
0: All those years, four and a half years of you ruining the intro, singing in the background. Now, now it's just you, me. Yeah, you do it. Hey, Holman, I think we have uh, a couple of guests outside where it's cool. Can we bring them into our sweatbox? You mean uh, Mike Timmons and uh, Pat Johnson from EGR? Yeah, those guys. Those guys yes. that are
1: outside our parking lot right now.
0: No, I saw them through the window. Or they're they out the here. They're, no, they're right out here. Are in the they with our secretary? We don't have a secretary. Well, then we should probably let them in because they probably are uh, wondering where to go. <laughs> yes, they, All right. Come on, guys, open the door. Hello, gents. Welcome to our little studio here.
2: Hey, how's it going?
0: Good, good. You're good. It's been a while since we've had uh,
1: two guys on the mics. I can't remember the last time we had this many people in the studio, which means that it's going to heat up twenty five percent faster. <laughs> uh,
0: a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Are you yeah. guys
1: well hydrated? Very. Yep. It's okay. going to get freaking
0: hot as right. as nuts in the, here. The, yes.
1: You'll know that it gets hot not by the temperature. But by uh, lighting shedding layers, and when he's totally naked, that's when we end the show. I, well, thank you for reminding <laughs> every, me. Every the week. first
0: one is coming off right now. I'm sorry. No, got to start no, 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 no.
1: The heat hasn't no, no, no. started
0: yet. No, no, I had the door open. We got to get this going here. Uh, I don't mean, know what shirt I have. Hopefully, it's not an offensive shirt. Well, let's see. It's
1: fifty-fifty. Let's see what no, shirt is he wearing. What shirt am I wearing? Now that's an offensive shoe. body shape.
0: Yeah. Oh, of course <laughs> it is. Yeah, but they're
1: prepared for that. <laughs> you know whack Customs. Whack oh, Customs. Yeah. Oh, they do axles. They're back east somewhere. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's taking off the Truck Show podcast yeah, shirt. I'll throw it over there. All right. Whoa! He truck. threw. He 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 Woo! waved it over his head <laughs> in like a, a whirly motion, and then fired it toward the couch. None of that happened. Are you a professional? Because it looks that... like you've
0: done that before. I was the Chippendales dancer in Vegas for uh, many many years. Actually, uh, I don't believe that at all. Not at all. Hey, uh, we have a quick intro. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Parts Department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools. The Department. Wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts. And your wife warns you not to Don't you spend our money. And then you'll want to come back.
1: So, weren't you just saying the other day, I sure wish we had a tonneau cover uh, company on because I bought my new TRX and I don't
0: know what a good tonneau is. So, guys, this really happened. This actually this did. This is happen. not a made up conversation. Yeah. I picked up a TRX uh, a couple months back, and um, I have decided that it needs protection. He he went down the rabbit
1: hole, and uh, he got lost, and we're trying to bring him back. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the opportunity came to to have you guys on and, and talk about all your products, I knew that you make a great tonneau cover. And thought that might be something that we could uh, educate my man Lightning about. So when
0: Holman brought it up, I'm familiar with, um, you have a lot of competitors in the marketplace. You guys obviously, you know that, right? Oh, a ton of them. And when he said EGR, I said, hold, stop the presses, because I had your fender flares on my 2008 uh, Chevy Duramax Dually. And they were the best fitting fender flares I've ever used. But did you have their hood guards? I didn't. Did you have their body side molding? I should have, but I didn't. Did you have their rear bumper protectors? No, Did but you I, have their maybe. sports bars?
1: Uh, no. Did you have their truck cab spoilers?
0: I had their fender did flares. Did you have their
1: window visors? I also had How their about fender wingless? flares.
0: And their fender flares.
1: How about the Roll Track tonneau cover? <laughs> that
0: I needed. Okay. I didn't have right. that. So you you have quite a ways to go before you get to collect all four I and had, make a set. I had another brand. I did do a Roll Top that I was not thrilled with. I won't mention their name. And it looked good in the photos and then didn't live up to the hype in person. And he says, Holman drops the EGR name, and I'm like, I know them, bring them in. And so here you guys are. And I started doing some research into the history of the company. And I, before we launch into this, I wanna find out why do the Aussies build better stuff than we do? Like why is their engineering so freaking good? Because EGR originally is an Australian company, right? For Rod and Greg Horwill founded it, correct?
2: Correct. Yep. They started uh, their company out of the garage doing a little bit of um, regrinding of plastics, making uh, window visors and bug shields and stuff like that to get it going, Um, turned it into a world- base company. We have 12 locations across the uh, the world here. Um, we have US manufacturing as well as Australian manufacturing, uh, EU manufacturing. So, yeah, it's a little bit everywhere. So, what
0: you're saying is you guys know how to make stuff.
2: We know how to make yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, but hold on. You're not allowed to just skip right ahead. Like they was well, because you didn't give it. him
1: the uh the heart music. Oh, yeah, do I need yeah, that? Yeah, so he wasn't he didn't know that we were in old-timey so past we, tense.
0: we need to go back in time here, right? So you you have to go way back. It's so funny. He has this fog around him now when I'm looking at him across the table. But he, has, he has and star- sparkles. Starry eyes. Yeah. Yes, Yes. <laughs> so it's not just like all of a sudden they had a South Africa office and they had a U.S. office. And they started in their garage making tables and shoe stands and somewhat boring items out of plastic. And they realized that they were really good at it. Right? Correct. And then they said, hey, automotive, because they're automotive enthusiasts, and they made... Headlight shields because apparently the roads sucked at the time in Australia and it was chipping and pitting everyone's plastic lights and glass lights, right? So they made it and it took off. And then they found themselves being adopted by the OEs, and now they were in the plastics market. Did I botch that, or is that somewhat close? You nailed it. Okay. Oh, well well done, Lightning. Okay. <laughs> this is the first guess he's been read up on in, like,
1: months. <laughs> <laughs> did
2: you
0: have extra time to do homework this say, week? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's by accident, yes. So how did they get into all the different guards, moldings, and... And I mean, what EGR I think was known for most recently is all the plastic products, right? right. The, is it vacuum forming? Is that the right term?
3: Uh, they do a number of different things. So they do vacuum forming, thermal forming, it, so injection they, molding, injection molding. Yep. Okay. There's a lot okay. of different processes. Which
1: injection do. molding is kind of a a, a a thing that lots of people uh, companies aspire to, but it's very expensive to get the molds and stuff. So you mean that's you have to have a lot of capital to launch a new you know, injection-molded product.
0: So I I went to EGR's YouTube channel, and I I commend you guys for having a lot of really great... um, They're not necessarily tutorials, they're just like, here's how we make this. Like, if you want to see how we make it, watch this video. And they're short, uh, snackable, Which is the
1: number one way to get Lightning's attention, because he likes to see how things are made.
0: It's... I love it. I watch everything on YouTube about everything being made. It just fascinates me, and I was watching your vacuum-forming short. It surprised me, because the whole machine's upside down. Yep. It takes the this piece of plastic and it's kind of limp and it looks like a 4 by 8 sheet of plastic and it sucks it up with all these little air, these tubes. It surrounds this mold. It drops it down and all of a sudden it's hardened and then they cut it out and there's a the fender flare and you're like, oh my God. And then they show your paint booths because you guys are first rate when it comes to painting yep. and preparing for paint. I know that because on my, on my dually, I got the paintable flares and there, were, there was an option to have the, the fastener showing or the hidden fasteners. And I went yeah. for the hidden fasteners and we, we painted them and they looked stock. They absolutely, totally looked stock. And I hadn't seen all my buddies who had fender flares. And I know we're going to talk about other products here, but this was my personal experience. The fit and finish was it was absolutely OE. And I didn't know that much about EGR at the time. I just thought, well, that's spot on like
2: that's no that's a no-brainer this this fender flare one of the reasons our products are so good and they fit well one is because we build oe products for the aftermarket versus building aftermarket products for the oe Okay, so we are an OE company that takes that same mentality and those same uh, products and put them right into the aftermarket side. Yeah, so all the tolerances are, are,
0: are perfect. Oh, we, to right? I mean,
3: with certifications for, for what we put out there to the OE are so much higher than what's required in the aftermarket. So we're bringing a very premium product out at the aftermarket because we can. And one of the biggest
2: things on the flares is that we actually robotically trim all of our fares so you have the same cut every time. They're not hand trimmed at all. And then you don't have kind of the, uh, you know, the
1: mold release edges and yep. whatnot, where you pull it out of the box. and The first thing you do is cut your finger. Right. So yep. your very first experience <laughs> with this company's product is an injury, right? right. You, you know, this way everything's the same. It's got you know it's nice smooth out of edges. Band with it. <laughs> yeah, <hard>. yeah, <laughs> right. that's right. Yeah, they come with band aids. Yeah. Now, one of the things that makes you guys different, and we've talked about a lot on the show, venture capitalism has or capitalists have entered the automotive aftermarket. Full steam and is gobbling up uh, companies left and right.
3: Are you familiar with that at all? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yep. yep. No, wait. wait, wait it, well, it, hold on.
0: You have some personal knowledge of this. here. yeah. Yep. yeah so, we come
2: come from a pretty big competitor of uh, EGRs, you know. Uh-huh. But uh, we're happy here. We I, love it.
0: I, I, can we talk about your experience with without naming names? Can we? I'd like to hear. So Holman, well, as you ask well, your question, well, but I'm I'm really interested. You well, know, no, I like my, my
1: point. My point being that. There's a lot of corporations or people who are into the money side of the business who are gathering brands up, some of them with good intentions who want to be good stewards of the brand because they're good for their portfolio, others that maybe just want to flip them and get a quick buck. And it's definitely changed the landscape of aftermarket companies. Now, in the space that EGR is in, you guys are still independent. You haven't been gobbled up. And I think that makes a difference both in your ability – to pivot toward the customer and provide customer service, but it also takes some layers out of the process in getting a product from a new SKU from design or from the wish list of up-and-coming you know, applications to the customer's hands.
2: Correct. We can make things quicker. We can pivot. Like you're saying, we can adjust to the customer's needs, and we don't have to make 15 phone calls or 10 emails to get an answer. We can do it right now and make that decision happen.
3: Yeah, and one of the biggest advantages I think we have, you brought it up earlier, is we own these machines. We're not having to outsource this stuff. We do all this here. So if we want to make a new tool, if we want to bring out a certain quantity of product, uh, if the marketplace is suddenly begging for something that's 15 years old and we've got the tools, let's go. Let's make a run.
1: I mean, that's also interesting because a lot of companies move on. Once, once a product sort of dies on its useful life, you, you fire, sale, whatever is left in inventory, and you move on. The, uh, the interesting thing is with the truck market, about 10 years, 15 years down the line, Guess what happens? Those yeah. trucks get really popular again, That's right. and people are dying to get those products back on their vehicles. And uh, as that secondary truck market, I would say you know, the secondary truck market is probably more robust than the secondary car market, at least in the way people use their vehicles. If you're looking for an old truck, you yeah. want to accessorize it, you want to make it your own, and you want to make it more functional – so the ability to go back to those those old SKUs that maybe were long forgotten is probably a huge advantage. Yeah, we, to,
3: I mean, these last two years,
2: we've certainly seen that. Sure. Yeah, we still got a lot of products for the uh, the old pre-Super Duties.
1: Oh, wow, yeah, the all the Ed OBS 30? Fords, yep. yeah. Yeah. Well, which are incredibly popular and getting wildly expensive yeah, right now. the value skyrocketed. Yep. Yeah. yeah. If you can get a, uh, a later OBS Ford, especially you know, Power Stroke, the first generation of 7.3 Power Stroke in that old Ford's like the unicorn, right? It's oh, like yeah. the the 85 Toyota solid axle SR5 with fuel injection, right? Like there's just there's little touch points in the automotive truck history where you're like, oh yeah, that one was special. Well, that's that's
0: like that OBS 7.3. Do you find that you've got brand loyalists, EGR brand loyalists that'll buy
2: anything you put out? Yeah, we've got a lot of brand loyalty. That's for sure. We see it a lot on our social media pages. I'm, I'm dying to know what, what you were doing. Before uh, before you ended up at EGR,
0: was it was were, were your companies being gobbled up by investment bankers? Well,
2: no. Um, you know, I started out there at Truck Hero for a while. Okay. I'll mention that name because it's a great company. It's Good fine. We've had, on on We've, We've had them on the show. We've had them on the show. Friends yeah. of the show, for yep. sure. Um, I was, was the vice president of Jeep and Off-Road for uh, quite a few years over there. Uh, Pat Pat here worked with me over there as well. Oh, so and, you're saying uh, you're new to the truck world. Or the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then after that, um, I ended up opening up a company with uh, uh, some old bushwhacker guys. Okay. Uh, and started right. a company yeah. called AXC Fender Flares, and we oh, just sold that in June. yeah. Dude, congrats. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, thanks. Selling the company. Did you take a vacation? So an executive and
2: no. a entrepreneur all at the same time. <laughs> so he says, no. He goes, nope, didn't have no, a No, I actually didn't even have a day off. I went directly from AXC right over to EGR. Wow. What was the experience like of uh, starting your own company?
0: I mean, you, working for one all those years, like, nah, I, I know enough, I do can do Do we have to play thing? the entrepreneur uh, jingle for I, him, I, him now? I, I, I don't you know like, about I mean,
2: that. What does
0: it take to be an entrepreneur? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? Your job and get alone. And don't let anyone tell you, you can. Into debt and don't look back. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is
1: what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I think what Lightning is asking is <laughs> what does it take to be an entrepreneur since uh, you you've lived both in the corporate world and in the uh, work for yourself world. That's well said. pretty uh, pretty amazing to have really obviously high-level experience in both. You started and sold a company, and you're a VP at another company. That's
2: well. I think the best way to say this is: is you're rich to make some.
0: Good, <laughs> no, definitely, definitely not. No, he's here with
3: us. Oh yeah, yeah no, sorry. A way to
2: make some make a million dollars is start to start out with three million. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it's just like yeah. racing. Yeah, you yeah, want to make a
3: million dollars in racing. Start with ten million. No, yeah. with
2: Axc we had some really good partners, uh, so we had a lot of investment. We had a lot of people that knew the fender flare business, so we were able to grow that pretty quickly and. You know, we didn't have it very long. We sold it to a really good company, and uh, yeah. So now, yeah. So how did you end up at EGR? So when uh, uh, I had an interview with them, met Rod and uh, the guys down in Australia through uh, video, and then I went down and checked out the the tonneau cover. Yeah. And when I saw that tonneau cover, I was like, Yeah. Okay, you know and you what?
0: say down? You went to Australia?
2: No, down here to Ontario. You got ripped off. Well, yeah. For now,
1: okay. We'll get there. And so, and Pat- great great place by the way. I love Australia. And in fact, uh, our our number four country downloads, uh, highest downloads, come from Australia. So we have a ton of Australian listeners, and we regularly have Australian emails and DMs. And I've forged some relationships with some of our listeners down Very there. Cool. And so it's it's um, I have this weird fascination with Australians. I love to drink with them. Because they are the most entertainment that you could ever have in the. I've been to many parts of the world. I've been to Australia. I've been to Africa. I've been to Europe. I've been to lots of places. And there's nothing better than finding yourself at the bar with some
0: uh, with some Aussies because they make you look foolish taking out drink you every single time. Well, even about that, even,
1: just, even the children can out drink they're you. They're just damn entertaining. You know, well, you guys Whether are out there drinking, you can <laughs> have <laughs> to right?
2: you can have to come by our booth on Wednesday night at SEMA. Okay, we will have. At least six Aussies in there. (laughs) Are you going to line them up? Is your booth like
1: a bar with like bar stools, and they'll just be sitting there drinking and talking about uh, truck parts all day? Well, from
2: uh, two or three o'clock to five o'clock on Wednesday night, we will have free drinks. All right, well, come on by. Do not twist our arms.
1: Yes, don't threaten me with a good time. So,
0: (laughs) Pat,
3: how did you end up at uh, EGR? Well, Mike and I worked together previously, and we make a great team. And uh, Mike contacted me a few months ago and was. Curious if I was interested in making a move, and at the time I really wasn't entertaining it, but the more I thought about getting back together and putting the band back together, if you will, I, it, it was very enticing. I, things came together here, and then Good. recently I jumped on board. Awesome. Good. So I'm gonna go back to the
0: thing about um, you guys doing everything in-house. So EGR making everything in-house, a lot of companies in the aftermarket uh, outsource stuff, right, it's outsourced wherever it is, it's just they're not doing it in-house and you have the the machinery, the manpower, the robotics, uh, 3D scan tools, like everything you need in house. I imagine it's a pretty impressive operation I, I do want to take a tour, I don't know if I can, through the Ontario location. Yeah, come on time. I didn't know. I I just made the bad assumption that it was a warehouse. By the and way, Ontario, are,
1: California. I'm sorry, yes. Which is not just, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, which is about an hour east of where our studios
0: are here yes. in uh, the uh, coast of Los Angeles. Massive warehouses out yeah. in towards the desert, right? Yeah. Just a lot yeah. of... Now It's there's homes out there. Inland, but in, as yeah, we... Yeah, Inland, Inland empire. empire. Exactly right. <laughs> but I, I saw, again, me watching your YouTube channel, watching a tour of... of of that facility going, oh, my God, like everything is made. A lot of the products are made
2: right here. Yeah, all of our plastics are made here in the U.S. Um, We do have some other products made in uh, uh, Europe and Australia, of course. So a little bit everywhere.
1: I I would just make the recommendation that you uh, tie him to whatever Cushman is driving around the plant or put him in an (laughs) enclosed glass, otherwise he wanders off. If you don't put the monkey backpack on him and keep him but tied, that's not fair to He'll say. wander off in the warehouse and, and no, you have to go I, looking for
0: him. I am well behaved on a shop tour. That's shop that's object, for sure. I like the caveat object. of shop tour.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, uh, anybody seen lightning around here?
3: <laughs> Who's up there? I've molded yeah. <laughs> my hand into a fender flare. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: this is why we don't get invited anywhere.
0: So let me ask you this. How long has the company been into into bed coverings, into roll top or that sector? Because again, like I said, I knew you from plastics, that was the history of the company. How did the company get into precision folding mechanisms for your bed?
1: Well, even more than that, so the roll track, which is the latest offering, I mean you guys went out to try and solve all the problems that people have had with previous rolling uh tonneau covers and there have been a lot of problems
2: yeah you know we we really nailed it with this cover Uh, and the way we got into it is we saw a need for the market to increase the quality of these covers and we're not the cheapest out there we're not even close we are the probably the most expensive roll cover out there but uh uh we have the smallest canister it's all aluminum um, and we
1: talked about that. We t- I, we, he was asking, like, what I kind, do want I want a trifle? Do I want a cloth? Do and, and, and the one and I about said, the wall
0: top, I didn't want to lose a ton of space because, because the, the, one canister. I, the one that I will not mention had a huge canister, and it ate up all, like almost a foot of space. And I've got
1: a trifle on one of our long-termers. That's an OE one. And so we, I think we can all guess who makes that for them. And the where the fold is, and I haven't had this on all of them. I've, I've used a lot of tonneau covers over the years. But the, the gasket doesn't fit right, and so if you don't push the gasket in on the, f- on the folding section, it won't, it won't seal properly. And then there's a gap at the tailgate at the back, whereas I'm looking at your roll track, everything is completely covered because you have sort of a bed rail that, that holds the rolling part of it, or the, the bed cover, that sits above the bed rail, so you're basically not trying to seal the factory box you're overlaying the factory box
2: yeah we lay over top of it and we have a a t-slot that runs up there so our t-slot sits on top of the rail versus inside the rail so we actually get as maximum weight as the truck can hold over top of the rail so your guys that are running around your tents your ladder racks everything like that it's dialed in there
0: because the some of the guys that i was looking at there's somebody out of utah um when i just started exploring this this area to in order to get weight up there they had to make these big, heavy sheets and, and reinforce it with – they're just cumbersome and not friendly to open. And it's kind of – you had to decide, do I want sturdiness or do I want uh, – you had to weigh all these you, – you couldn't find one roll top or one bed cover that would do it all. You just – there wasn't one. Yep. And it looks like, again, you've solved that. Yeah. We, we think we did.
2: Yeah. yeah,
3: I think you're gonna you're gonna find some features on this particular product that are an improvement over what a lot of the others are. It, it's not a clamp-on cover. This is a it totally bolted-on cover. It has exceptional drainage built into it. it can handle a lot of water. So yeah, you you, don't you, have the did,
0: you took product. a uh, like a, a backhoe with a huge. The you filled mm-hmm. the the backhoe the with the, the bucket with water and dumped it. it had to be few hundred gallons yeah. right, or more yeah. on the bed, like a Gladiator
2: or well, something, and, you, you guys and have, it didn't
0: get anything wet inside the bed. On top of
1: that, you guys have security and smart technology, so all aluminum construction. So you already have it from a corrosion resistance, strength, but lightweight, uh, fully electric, which by the way, you guys are coming out with manual ones down the line, right? So, yep, that's, They actually it, showed
2: up to the this
1: week. Awesome. So if you're okay with a, a manual, you'll be able to have that option soon. But the electric one uh, has onboard controls. I like the buttons that open yeah. and close it that are sitting right on top of the bed rail with super easy access. And, and you then- can
0: stop it when it's, it's rolling in any position, right? Any position, yeah. It's like uh, I've seen other ones where you had to wait till it gets all the way closed to hit the actuator You know, at the end. And then you're like, oh, damn it. And then all the way back open again, just like yeah,
1: smart painful. ECU, multi-speed gearbox. I mean, there's a lot of things that are built into this where if you could ever imagine a tonneau cover that had technology in it,
2: I, I think that's your new t- you know, your new tonneau. We're calling it a smart cover. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it has anti-pinch feature in it. So if it hits an, an arm or, you know, or a object. dog or mm-hmm. something like that, it actually stops roll back three inches. Gives you uh, that feature, um, as well as it ties into your locking system, your central locking system. So you don't have to have a remote, your factory remote. When you unlock the doors with your remote, it unlocks Wait, the cover. Oh, yeah. wow. Wait, is it no OBD? Where,
0: where's it getting that info? Yeah.
2: From uh, the B pillar. We, we wire into the locking mechanism there.
0: Oh, that's yeah. awesome. No
2: So way. we're not
3: integrating with the OBD or the CAN bus. It's hitting an existing circuit in the vehicle and just becoming an additional feature to that. Oh, that's freaking It brilliant. also monitors the battery. So if you have a, any kind of battery issue, it won't drain your battery for you. It will cut off.
0: So a if it's point, like 10 and a half volts or power. below, it won't exactly. it won't activate yep. and kill it. Okay, got it. On the, what do you call the slats? The, the Slats. Are they just called slats? Okay, the slats. I figured yeah. there was a more technical term <laughs> than slats. How are they latched together? Because I've seen some that could be pried apart or over time can wear apart and just split open and it looked like yours had like overlapping fingers that were almost
2: not permanent because, of course, it has to roll, but it was fascinating how they linked together. Exactly how you explained it, locking fingers that lock in, and they just rotate over each other. So yep.
1: it's basically a, for the lack of a better term, it's a hinge, but it's it's in the design of the male part and the female part. So it's like, yeah, and an, they S, slide together. like an
0: S that linked together? Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't know yeah, what less, theirs looks like, but, yeah, that's essentially what it is. Like okay, so yeah, they gotcha. Overlap. Yep. The cool thing is is that the, the structure, the side pieces, because it has that T-slot that you're talking about, is you can still put a rack on top of your tonneau cover, yep. and you can still have lockable, weather-resistant storage while still doing a rooftop tent or something if you wanted to do it that way, right? Correct. Yep. Which I, th- I think is huge, because there's a lot of guys who are trying to figure out, how do I go from overlanding mode into weekend warrior mode, or how do I go from everyday driver mode where I need a trunk? to I need it open for all my off-roading gear and my dirty stuff or my surfboard or my wetsuit or my coveralls or, or whatever
2: of or any yeah. Of those.
3: yeah yeah exactly so the uh, the T-slot design on that is a popular design and so we can accommodate a lot of aftermarket pieces but we also make our own racks so we make we're making we're bringing out the adjustable racking system so you can use it for recreational purposes or tents or you want to use okay and, a and dumb
0: rail. question pat so that the t-slot is on the top surface top horizontal surface not the inside correct it okay
3: runs on top rail
0: got it okay and if i'm not using it is there some type of plastic covering so i'm not getting dirt and leaves and stuff in there no nope. it's all sealed but it's a narrow it's channel yeah
3: oh, okay. i mean it's sealed from the rest of the cavity so it's not letting ah. anything leak in it's all part of that top rail gotcha it's easy to clean out
0: easy are there any other if, if when water hits it like we're talking about the bucket on the caterpillar on the backhoe mm-hmm. dumping water on there
2: is there are there are, is there a, a drainage system, or is that not necessary? Yeah, we actually have great water management on there. We have uh, drain holes, uh, one inch holes, on the cab end as well as the uh, tailgate end. It is a little bit more of a cumbersome install, but. Uh, the water management—it can't be beat on our cover.
1: Well, it's one of those things that this isn't really designed to be taken on and off. Exactly. because it's Flexible. So you're gonna do the install once. It may take you, you know, fifty percent longer to do the install, but you never have to worry about it again. Whereas, how many tonneau covers out there? The first rainstorm, all your stuff is soaked, or your bed stays soaked for you know however long because it just doesn't drain. So I, I much rather have the the long the longer install and a long term installation than have to worry about oh, man, I spent all the money on this tonneau cover, and I have dust and water, and all my stuff is all mucky in the back.
3: Speaking of dust, one of the other features that's built into our canister, a lot of other canister-style roll bed covers that are out there, they require you to take the top plate off or basically partially uninstall it to clear it out. We've got two cleaning ports built into the canister that you can access from inside the bed to clean out any leaks. You mean or like you can there. actually reach your hand in? Mm-hmm. or Oh, really? Yeah, you'd be able to take those ports off, clean out whatever you need in there, vacuum it, air, blow it, pull it out by hand, whatever's back up in there, but you don't have to semi-unassemble and unseal what you've already sealed on the top. Wh-
1: of which there. is huge because it allows for maintenance because otherwise people aren't doing that. <clears throat> Nobody's doing that in their tonneau breaks, and I'm sure the company's going, well, did you clean it? Pff, why would I do that? I'd have to uninstall the whole thing. Yeah, so yep, yeah. that's huge. You guys were talking about having... A smaller canister. Do you know how percentage-wise how much smaller it is than the competition? Then how did you get to such a compact size?
0: It's about forty percent smaller. Wow, that's significant. It is. Yep. And so that's. I'm. I'm going to guess what eight, ten inches square. Like what? What is it? And how deep does it go? Like because I. I have. I've seen one. It went almost all the way to the bottom of the bed, and I'm like, okay. Not only am I losing the spot where I would put my my the front tire of my dirt bike up but i'm losing the storage space under it it went so yours is
2: square correct yeah and i still have space yep. under it for storage yep. is that true yeah. you can get underneath of it as
3: well as it's closer up to the cab okay yeah we maximize that that cab that inner bed space as much as possible we don't want to take away all your storage right and yeah and you, I mean, you, have a truck.
1: you still want to be able to put a four by eight sheet of plywood if you yeah, stack yeah. you're probably not going to have put several yeah you're not going to have <laughs> it stacked to the rails if you're most people are working on a house project, but right. to have you know,
0: eight well, or nine point, boards or something. Home was, Depots bringing you the lowest. if, you're, say,
1: right, if you're buying that much,
0: that one fifty ain't holding that much weight. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> how, how many of the competitors did you buy doing your competitive analysis before you you launch this thing? I mean, again, it, you had personal
2: experience. It may right but be Both more
3: worth saying how many of these competitors are we really <laughs> intimately familiar with?
2: Okay, okay. <laughs> I will. I, you know, I think the best answer for that is uh, we all of them. Yeah. <laughs> 30, There's a lot of them. That's why I'm asking. We, we spent about uh, $5 million investment in this in three years building this cover. So we have looked at everything that's wow. out
0: there. Th- that's about
1: as much investment as we have spent on the show, which I think the now, quality shows. No, $50. $50. It, he, he said $5 million. Oh, that's the decimals of a little bit further. Yeah, yeah, the, you, you, yeah. Sorry. Very but wrong, wrong misunderstood. Yes.. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a pretty good mm-hmm. meal. 50 bucks. <laughs> it was that it was the morning at denny's when we came up with the show on the napkin. norms norms why
0: why don't disgrace norms yeah that's right norms have you guys been to norms no
2: haven't
1: been no. In norms Norms no. is like orange county denny's where are you it, guys originally from it started on a napkin this show started on a napkin i'm, a, I'm out of
2: atlanta okay got it not much accident i i, I wouldn't no, have guessed you, see now if you get outside of atlanta be careful you're in georgia <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm from uh, just north of portland Oregon. Okay. Okay.
1: All right, so since neither of you are technically from California, In-N-Out or Whataburger? In-N-Out. I have heard (laughs) that (laughs) In-N-Out is better than Whataburger. I got to make that stop. Huh. All right, how about uh, the Lord's Chicken or Popeye's? Oh Lord, Popeyes! Oh, oh yeah.
0: man, oh, yeah. Popeyes, uh, my ass, no. Popeyes.
1: <laughs> well, you mental. will have that problem with Popeyes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I gotta be
2: it's the potatoes. It's gotta be the potatoes uh, are fine. <laughs> I,
0: uh, I'm. A, I gotta go with Lord's chicken. Come yeah, I mean, on, just Chick Fil A is. Yeah, bomb awesome. diggity compared. Oh, oh my Popeyes, whatever with you. <laughs> Come on now.
1: Uh, anybody
3: here a Dr. Pepper fan? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. All right,
1: good. All right. All right.
3: All right. All right. I am southern enough to know R C. Cole and a moon pie is still a good meal. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> banana moon pie. Ooh. Hard to find. Ooh. But when you find it, that's a little morsel <laughs> of happiness yeah. Yeah, you that know you know. have to like if I walk if I travel in the south, which is fairly often, so you know, I may find myself in a Waffle House or a Cracker Barrel here Ooh. and there but Yeah, both gross. <laughs> no, 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 no. The no, Waffle House is amazing. Waffle House is awesome. Oh, it's what? so good. No, bad. Oh, how yeah, dare you? No, Waffle House. No, it's cardboard with no, syrup. Again, it's the only place that you can find that can get a consistently great bowl of grits. Amazing. But who eats grits? Just Me. you. Just you No. Oh, uh, that'd be truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let Lightning know if you eat grits. Grits. Come on. Six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. 6105. I eat grits. That should be a hashtag. Go with the jizzlin'. Gis- yeah. The, gis- the g is silent. So we made up a hashtag for Cummings because everybody says Cummings. So we made up a hashtag that's the G is silent. So whenever we do a Cummins <laughs> post, we always do the G is silent because we think it's funny. And one of our uh, listeners pointed out that it's actually the gizzolint
0: when you look at it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's uh, weird it's things so that fun. happen from the show. We, we've
0: had we've had listeners that call in to talk about the truck they own. They're like, you know, it's got uh, the, the, uh, the 6.7 liter Cummings. And I'm like, no, it says right on your truck, Cummins. There's no G. They say it anyway. I'm like, bro, you own the truck. You know, how do you? And so the G is silent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Steve Sanders at Cummins, he and I always joke about that. It's like, where's the G on the logo? I mean, there's there's no G. All right, back to this whole, Lightning doesn't understand good food if he doesn't like Waffle House. No, good food. There is nothing better than Waffle House at 2 a.m. You got to get him into the varsity. Mm. Cracker Barrel? Are you representing Cracker Barrel? Would you stop that? I'm I'm good with Cracker Barrel, too. What's the the, uh, hash brown casserole? Oh, you know too much about Cracker Barrel. This, you know this is a, this lot is about a problem. Food. I do. I, mean, hey, look, I didn't get this body a, by not knowing about yeah, food. He
3: knows a lot about food at exits off the interstate. internet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also a true story. Yes. Hey,
0: <laughs> take me back to the roll track for a second. When you're developing the applications for, and I know that you guys aren't on the necessarily the R and D side. Would you call it the Waffle House of tonneau covers? <laughs> No. no, no. I'm just this asking. Is, no, they're the in Roos and out, the in and out of. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah this Chris. Is the Chris. Oh,
2: yeah, all right. I there there was that thinking Fleming's the Yeah, well, I
1: mean, <laughs> we're we're ahead of schedule here, so
0: <laughs> we'll it's always time. So, were there any applications? Gladiator F150, new Ram truck that you're working on. Did any of them give your engineers a pain in the butt? Were Were there any hurdles that you're like? And you guys say we have to have this application because it's so popular, and your engineers are like, it's 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 a problem because of this fitment or the way the lips of the bed come around, or was there anything? I'm I'm always curious and those hurdles that that a manufacturer has to jump through to make a part. Ford always has unique wiring. <laughs> a <laughs> that wiring they, that
1: they change mid uh, mid year. Oh, interesting. I did it, not consider wiring. It
3: happens. Sure. LA <laughs> Chevrolet actually
2: has right now um, the GM products the 22 uh and 22 and a half they did change some it's pulses through it so yeah. we we're yeah. actually having a little bit issue there but we got a couple of them in the in r&d right now so we're looking i'm hoping to have them fixed in the next week or so cool again but the electrical so mechanically not a nothing no nah. big deal right no, a they, bed is a bed no but you know a, a fun fact here is this cover the cover we make is also on the new hummer what? oh okay
3: yeah. the ev
1: hummer yep and the, I have actually – I was wondering where I'd seen those buttons before. Now I realize I saw them um, on the uh, Hummer when I drove it. Interesting. So I'm like, I was
0: looking at – I'm like, man, that looks really familiar. Hmm. And I love – Can you guys tell us – again, We before you came in, we were talking about the fact that you guys are – EGR is on a lot of trucks that guys listening right now may own and are driving as they listen to this. Yeah, if but they you, don't know our EGR. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some backstory as to – Tell what, us what parts are on, or what O-E.
1: if you drive X truck, you are driving E. G. EGR customer right now.
2: We guys have the Colorados and the Rangers, the Sports Bars. Yeah, oh yeah, we got some of those. Yep. Of course, the Hummer Roll Tracks. We've got fender flares for Toyota, um, Chevrolet, and the list goes on and on and on. And we it
1: looks like Roll Track is available on, or will be available on, uh, Gladiator. Which is kind of a big deal because that's a shallow bed. So making that the, the box for the for tunnel the to roll up and as uh, compact as possible is a big deal. Uh, F150, uh, RAM 1500. of course the gm half tons yep so hitting hitting all the uh the the majors right now sounds like
3: those those four are all available now okay and you brought up the gladiator that was actually a unique piece that we needed to do some extra engineering on because of the way the fuel port is so that one comes with its own toolbox or utility box as well oh wow Uh, forward us on the on the on the uh, cab side of the bed there is a nice utility slash toolbox in addition to the canisters nice tight canister yeah, so it gives you thing, more utility to use in the vehicle. The other thing point out about the glider, it's the only power tonneau
2: cover. On the market. For, yeah, the, for the Gladiator. Really? For the glider. Yeah. Yep.
0: How much do you guys know about the motor itself? Because I've been told that, you know, some of these guys, I would only assume that there's some cheap Chinese motors in, in, in some of these roll-top mechanisms. Where are you? How much abuse are you guys personally putting them through or
2: have you seen them been put through? Well, to get it to the GM standards for the Hummer, we had to put it through okay, a lot good of point. tests. Yeah, you know? touche. All right, uh, you know we could tell you all about that, but I don't know what it is. Okay. I can tell you it's the highest horsepower motor out there. It's way more than well, what it needs. But I think the the
1: point is that if you're on an OE program and you learn what it takes to meet or beat their exactly. durability standards, that's corporate knowledge that you can apply across your product portfolio. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. that's that's huge. That's why you know I, I think when people are listening to us talk on the show with people we're like, hey, you you're a Tier One, Tier Two OE supplier people don't always understand why that's significant to the aftermarket. Well, that's significant because you're going to have a durable product that's going to look good for a long time and last because if it's going on an OE product, it has to survive the warranty period because they don't want to be buying you new stuff and they want to be in the accessory game. Well, they're only going to choose the best manufacturer. So for all you guys listening out there, when we bring that up and talk about why OE uh, involvement is so important, this is the reason because you can take that knowledge of beating those tests, knowing full well that your aftermarket customer is going to have that same fantastic uh, experience with product.
3: With this being a, a, a smart cover, do we have a competitor that has a variable speed motor on theirs? Not that I know of. Ours does. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: No, wait, variable speed? hmm So you said gears earlier, it actually is
3: so it like can a three-speed bicycle? It can sense, not so much that, but it can sense positioning of the vehicle, and it can speed up or slow down if necessary, based on either the attitude that the vehicle says if you're not sitting flat, you're sitting on a hill nose up. It's going to slow down the motor so it doesn't. So slam shut. Slam yeah. bit, really. Slam shut, and likewise the other way. If your nose down, it will it will adjust accordingly so that you don't end up having to wait over driving it, or you're having to wait forever, or you don't run yeah, into you could damage the product. Lightning's only one speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all. But speed. it's lightning. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Tell us when when did it launch?
2: Uh, we launched the Gladiator um, all by itself about nine ten months ago. Okay. And that was the first of all of them. And why did you launch
0: with Gladiator as opposed to, like, say, an F-150, Pat, you talked about earlier, Mm. because there's a million of
2: them on the road, Mm -hmm. right? Well, there are a million of them here in the U.S. There's not a million of them in Australia. So the Gladiator is a lot more popular in Australia? It's easier to get our hands on.
3: Oh, you know? oh is that true? Yeah. Easier to get your hands on, and yeah, they're popular overseas, too. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Not in every single market, but you'll see them over there. They All become right, very
1: popular. In fact, in our friend Dan Greck, the uh, Road Shows Me, is uh, traveling across Australia right now in a Gladiator.
3: Okay, then
0: he needs one of these roll tracks. He might. Stop, stop into Brisbane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one place in Australia I haven't been. I would love to uh, get out there sometime. EGR I think you have about three or, or four
0: facilities over there. Yeah. So, yeah. so, Holman... Uh, Podcasts get uh, are <laughs> hosting over there. I'm ready. <clears throat> so, you've got EGR USA open uh, in front of you. EGRUSA.com. It's got a year, make, model selector. So, of course, you're wondering if they have one for you. EGRUSA.com. Enter your year, make, and model. It'll tell you. So, how many are, are out now versus how many are on the docket for the next year? two years or so wow, that's without
2: giving any secrets away yeah we got uh, six and a half are coming up next um hopefully in the next uh, four to five months we'll have all the six and a half applications for the, the well, big three the manuals coming out in a couple yep. weeks manuals are actually here already so uh, which we'll is huge
1: getting shipping out very really, really quick what's the uh, price differential between the electronic version and the manual version the,
2: the manual version is 2150 and the uh the power Electric version is twenty eight fifty for the, yeah, okay. the full size trucks. Gladiators
3: yep. got the electric on the Gladiator's a little more, uh, and there's not a manual for that one yet. But you get the toolbox. Exactly. So there's, the tool. there's still yeah. some yeah. value there's added, added It's right. because you got the toolbox in there.
1: Now looking at your product lineup, you know we we talked about you know when I was teasing Lightning about uh, hood guards and fender flares, your body side molding, your rear bumper protectors, your sport bars, your truck cab spoilers, window visors, winglets. Of course, the roll track. Out of all those. What is your bread and butter product? What's the, the the one application that when a new truck comes out you have to have it ready because that's the one everybody who knows you wants to have on their truck right away?
2: Fender flares, yeah, definitely. Is it fender flares?
0: Yeah, yeah. I would have said the hood guards. I, yeah, see I
3: would have thought a million of hood guards. guards, the, hood guards. The, the, hood guards. The, the hood guards and the window vent visors are probably second behind that, but fender flares are really the EGR name is if anybody knows it like you did. Yeah, it's for the fenders.
0: How many applications of the fender flares do you think that there are? Because I'm guessing there's a hundred. How long is this podcast? Yeah, exactly.
3: Right. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: and, and there's a there's a ton of versions, right? So yeah. you've got the ready fit. You've got you know, the ones you can uh, get color matched. Get the bolt-on style. You get the rugged look. You get the OE style. Yeah. So really, it's not there's not just one EGR fender flare. It's a, a variety of fender flares to match the style of the truck and what the uh, customer is looking for out of a flare.
3: Really. Yep. Yeah, lots of different applications for each vehicle. And it's not just trucks, it's cars as well.
2: Yeah, and we go way back as well. We we hit those older years.
3: How did you find yourself
0: getting into sports bars? Because again, the company was doing so many plastic pieces and obviously you got the, the roll track, but the it feels like the sports bars are
2: a little left of center for EGR. Well, if you go to Australia, sports bars are sometimes required on a lot of the vehicles really? for rollover mm-hmm. purposes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because the drivers are that bad, or what? The roads. <laughs> have you seen the Outback? I uh, only in
0: videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you look at
1: out out. a lot of these vehicles that are, you know, international platforms like, you know, Ranger down there, for example, uh, you'll see that in all of, uh, you know, forged press material stuff, they always have the one that has the sport bar on the back, and that's just part of the culture down there for trucks. Gotcha. We don't have it so much here, except for in the case of like. Yeah, the Frontier or the ZR2 from Chevy or you know, Ranger, there's a few where you can get Can't the genuine know, accessory that. ones and have you, them You'll it.
3: notice over the last few years, all of a sudden the sport bar came back and we were all like,
1: Oh, yeah, it was. Wow, look at this. Well, I mean, the, Ram <laughs> well, bars, and, the
0: Ram bars have been huge yeah, for uh, all the DT trucks. I've yep.
1: been, you know, I have the opportunity in my role to see a lot of things early, sometimes right. three, four years in advance. And I remember the first time, probably close to six or seven years ago, where somebody was showing me a future truck in their design studio had one of those bars on the back. Yeah. And it was like,
3: hmm. Are we going retro? Yeah, like what, what's the thought <laughs> process
1: here? And then now just about every manufacturer offers some version, whether it's you know part of the package from the factory or it's a genuine accessory from the dealer.
3: Yeah, everybody just misses the avalanche. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the new uh, Sylv- Erato, uh EV? Yeah. Sh- we were saying it should have been called the e Avellanche, Av- yeah, Av- exactly. Yes. And I right. asked this, so I asked Chevy. I said, "Did you guys know you were making a new Avalanche?" And they go, well, no, it hadn't really occurred to us." I'm like, "How is that possible? <laughs> no, <laughs> it looks just not. like an,"
3: anxious... because everybody knows all the Avalanche
1: project is not there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they've, they've all moved on. So,
0: so the road track for the new Ram, because maybe we know someone who needs to purchase one. No, no. When review one. Uh, review one, yeah. Oh, I'm helping oh, you out here. Say, yes, review one. Um <laughs> When are they going to be released? Or are they, they are out in now? stock now? No.
2: Oh yeah. No. Do, do they oh, fit
0: TRXs? Yes. Want to
1: in
3: the parking lot? Oh. Yeah, oh. got one in the
0: parking lot. You're driving one right now?
1: Yeah. Oh, we we, damn. we should go out there uh, on our way to dinner after the show there and uh, and and play with it. Are we gonna yeah. wine and dine them at In and Out? Uh, Shake Shack's closer. It's, it's a walk, okay. Unless they want to wind the dice of Flemings, I'm wearing shorts. They probably,
2: they Maybe going put pants to you, on. Yeah, they'll a jacket. Have you guys? Uh, have you
0: done Shake Shack?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. they know Shake Shack. Yeah. yeah. They know In and Out too. I, I mean, they, I don't. Maybe we should.
3: <laughs> go. <laughs> Good answer.
1: Well, first, I think we should head to the parking lot because I want to check out the uh, roll track in person.
0: Okay. I'm going to put my arm in it and see if it stops. And if not, I'm going to come in limbless. Well, on the next I was episode. say without arms. Yes, <laughs> is that what you're going to do? <laughs> I'm just, just going to eat my uh, Shake Shack burger, double stack, with my left. All right. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we should uh, we should finish
1: the rest of the show, mm-hmm. and then we should head as quickly as possible out to uh, dinner, stopping at the roll track in the parking lot. Are you in? Yeah. All right. right. If you guys are interested in uh, finding out more about EGR, go to egrusa.com. Of course, you can find them uh, on social, and I believe you guys have a hashtag. Fit It and Quit It is- uh, (laughs) Fit It and Quit It. Hey, (laughs) it's right here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's right here. And you guys, uh, Facebook, EGR USA. YouTube, EGR Automotive USA.
0: Instagram, EGR USA. And on our least favorite platform, Twitter, EGR underscore USA. Yeah, we don't don't do the Twitter. You got to go to YouTube if you want to watch the- uh, They're not, like I said, they're snackable. They're not how-tos. They're just like- how it's made. They're delicious yeah. little Morsels. nuggets yeah. of manufacturing here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you guys coming us. by. Yeah, yeah, sure. I appreciate it's it. It's not too hot in here for you? Oh, it is. <laughs> 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 All right. I feel like there was some truck news we need to cover. Is that? Uh, would you agree with that? Is there some news Maybe happening? Yeah, a couple stories. sorts. Although this week isn't going to be the big week. I think next episode, there's
1: so much Super Duty and 2024 Chevy HD stuff on the horizon. But it's embargo, so I can't tell you yet. What's new, What's new in trucks?
0: We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! That was good. Yeah, I mean, we, that had, was good. we, had, a good, we had a good string. I think uh, Mike got us in the, in the groove. You know what I mean? Like, it is. Like, yeah, in the groove. I just feel like his energy rubbed off on us. Yeah, I think so. Uh, okay, so this is where you say,
1: "Lightning, have you heard?" Hey, Lightning, have hey, Lightning, have you heard? No, no, I've not. Uh, our friend Corey Willis from PPEI. Oh yeah, I heard. Yes, uh, he uh, posted uh, somebody else's, um, I guess, copied and pasted somebody else's uh, post mm-hmm. and showed a, a a giant parking lot of Super Duties with the caption, your tax dollars at work, parking lot of full brand new Ford diesels, no emissions reduction systems at all, no DEF, no SCR, DPF, heading to Ukraine. Well, uh, cor- <laughs> well, Corey posts, wake up, these brand new Ford diesels are heading to Ukraine without DPF or SCR. How in the solid world of even the most basic minds is this tolerated? Sending fleets of vehicles without emissions to another country while hitting the citizens here with extra costs and burdens? This doesn't infuriate you. I don't know what will. This is not okay. This is worse than the limo post I made when it comes to American citizens being treated wrong by our government. This is what you really call rules for thee, dot, dot, dot. Uh, they treat Ukraine better than us. Uh, so, okay. I mean, that's definitely – I get his point of view. We've had mm-hmm. him on the show. Yep, he yep, yep. definitely has a unique point of view after going through everything he has with the government. Uh, but I got a, uh, uh, a chance to kind of follow up because I was curious about this. Can, can, I,
0: can I butt in before you – Okay. Uh, so you, before you do the reveal, I spoke to Corey, and he had no idea – and I spoke to him just a little while ago. He had no idea that his post went viral. Oh, yeah. It went, because it went he's in Johnson everywhere. Valley – Testing for some UTV stuff. Yeah, when thousands and thousands of shares and things like that. He has no crazy. idea because yeah. he has no. So he has he made the mistake of getting AT and T because yeah. AT and T blows. No, it doesn't AT and T works out there? I have it. I'm telling you, he has no bars in AT and T. Well, he no has no bars, no bars, and so he he called me from a Verizon phone. I'm a Verizon guy. Yeah, well, Verizon sucks. No, everybody way. should go to T Mobile. You're mental.
1: <sighs> go ahead. So can we go on to the post, or yeah, we just sit excited. here and talk about so cell what phone happened? plans? What happened? Okay, so I followed up with a representative Ford, and it turns out that these are uh, maybe not how it appears. This fleet of super duties that Corey had put on his page were actually bought by the Canadian government, not the U.S. government. And yes, they're going to uh, Ukraine. The reason they don't have any aftertreatment is there's no ultra-low sulfur diesel or DEF over there. And so it wouldn't make sense to you know, provide first-world you know, uh, emission systems to a place that doesn't have first-world fuels. And that's not me sticking up for Ford or the Canadian government or the U.S. government or Ukraine. We could go down those rabbit holes. This is me just setting the record straight that as far as Ford is concerned, this got blown out of proportion because these are actually Canadian-purchased vehicles. And the reason they're headed there, again, is they don't have the necessary infrastructure to support the after-treatment, number one. And number two, why buy all these new trucks to go overseas to international conflict zone if they're just going to break down because they don't have those things? So... That's the story behind it. I just wanted to make sure that we got the, uh, the update out there for everybody because I know there's people who are sending us at Truck Show Podcast on Instagram and stuff this post. What do you guys think about this? Oh, this is crazy. I get it. And from Corey's point of view, with the limited information he had, also get it and totally understand where he's coming from and agree with most of where he's coming from. But that wasn't the actual case. So I thought I would uh, follow up and bring it to you guys.
0: So you could still be mad though that we are shipping "quote unquote" dirty vehicles all over the world. So, oh yeah, you, could see, mean, you that, can still, that's still be mad. That's yeah, be... that's still his point is yeah. that I think it's like, hey, we have to be clean, and yet and, and all these, these other countries don't. can pollute. Right. So we have blue skies, but they don't. But also, part of his point was the U.S. government. You know, went
1: after me, but this is happening. Well, it's not the U.S. government, right? It's, it's a. Two completely separate international entities doing a deal with each other. The only tie into America is they're probably U.S. built, and they're from a U.S. company. So it is it is what it is. It's an
0: imperfect world. Isn't but that amazing the how story. the story gets twisted so quickly? Oh, yeah. You know, he just lifted it from somebody else who posted it Yeah. incorrectly. Well, then
1: if you read through the comments, I mean, it's it's crazy.
0: Hundreds and hundreds of comments. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you could get lost
1: in, in, in the wormhole there. But anyway, I- Again, not telling you for any other reason than a lot of you told us about the story that we should follow up. I followed up. That's the backstory. story. Lightning, did you hear?
0: No, 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 no,
1: no. No, I did not. A new plug-in hybrid version of the uh, luxurious Jeep Wagoneer is coming. It'll be the uh, Wagoneer 4xE, and uh, rumor has it it'll have over 500 miles of range. Wow. Which I'm, I'm down with. That is pretty impressive. So my, uh, How much battery weight? 2,000, 3,000 pounds? No, that would be Hummer's battery that Uh, weighs that much. Uh, No, this would be a plug-in hybrid, so it's not going to have a massive battery on it comparatively. I mean, it probably will compared to a 4xe Grand Cherokee or something Mm -hmm. because it's a much bigger vehicle. Uh, But my guess is that this will be a combination of the new straight six and a hybrid platform. This might be the uh, the first electrification because we all know that the straight six was designed with hybrid uh, plug-in power in mind. I like the Wagoneer. I know
0: you love the Wagoneer. It's amazing. I, I, I like it. It's a little no. too. You're, you're going to laugh. A little too bougie for me. No, it's so. It's 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 more. You were. It's uh, just enough bougie. Were you? Uh, did you feel like you were in a Barka Lounger?
1: Yeah. As you were going. Across the Giant country? lazy boy. That because was super comfortable. I was on. Re- I drove cross country. I did what. I don't know, fifteen states or some ridiculous well, you, number of states. I was gonna and, say you oh, were we, you did Route sixty six, yeah, which is full of potholes, thousands of miles, and the world's potholes. most luxurious vehicle. I, if I had to choose again, and somebody said take an Escalade, a Navigator, a Range Rover, what's uh, that Lincoln a Rolls thing? That nav- Cullinan. I just said it. Navigator. Oh, Navigator. Yeah. Whatever. I would still choose the Grand Wagoneer. That's how nice that thing is. It is unbelievable. I'm thoroughly on board with that. Okay. Uh, The interesting thing is uh, we know that that straight six is going to be eventually replacing the Hemi in the Rams and uh, potentially uh, in other platforms. So does that mean that Ram will also get the 4xe treatment? And Ram doesn't have any plug-in hybrids. They have eTorque. And it was interesting because eTorque was a branding or description that was used both on Ram and Jeep vehicles. Ram had the eTorque V6 and Jeep had the eTorque V6 and uh, four-cylinder before the plug-in. So will the Ram 1500 be a four by e? Probably not you, because you, it's really? two wheel drive. Also, I would imagine. So oh. what's it going to be? It's going to be a T by e, a truck by <laughs> e. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the Ram branding is. But since they're built essentially on the same platform, you can uh, pretty much bet that that same powertrain is uh, going to come to Ram. And isn't it interesting that the announcement that the three liter eco diesel is dying, mm-hmm. and you might need something with uh, range and good fuel economy and emissions and all that That's stuff the platform. this would be the way the, to do
0: it as hybrid yeah
1: or the way that i would guess it would go so anyway I'm, I'm not saying that i know but i'm just saying that if you read the tea leaves uh, Wagoneer gets it i bet you ram gets it at some point as well can i ask you a question
0: uh, no where i'm going to ask it anyway okay. where did that phrase come from reading something in the tea leaves like what is that what do you read in the tea leaves are tea leaves different do the uh, the, the arteries or the veins whatever the hell they are in leaves do they spell something
1: The 2023 (laughs) Ford Maverick order books are uh, almost completely filled out already, and it's not even 2023 yet. That's how popular that little Ford Maverick has been. Ford basically opened the order books like a week ago. Yeah. And it's already almost sold out for 23. So if you were looking for a 2023 Ford Maverick, it might be
0: too late by the time you hear this. I'm seeing them all over the place. I sure as hell am seeing more uh, than I see Rivians. I see more than I see Ford by E's. I see more than Jeep Wagoneers. Turns out more. was a pretty good move for Ford. Yes,
1: huge. Uh, I, I think they just they, they are limited on how many they can make. They're making every one that they can. And the fact that the factory's capped out already a year in advance production-wise is, this
0: is Toyota's? Wild. Is this Ford's 1986 Toyota? No. You know what I mean? Like, is this a Mini? It's the right price point, right truck for the right buyer.
1: Stop being blasphemous. Listen, they can have success, and it doesn't have to be tied back to anything historical. Oh. It can just be successful. It's fine. Okay. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No. No. So the electric Ram Revolution concept uh, apparently is going to be uh, debuting in November, and uh, the actual production vehicle uh, might show itself in 2023, if you can believe that. So a little bit a ways behind the Lightning, uh, but everything I hear points to this being a really solid entry, so okay, we'll see. I'm excited to find out what they do. I, I think uh, the range-extending rumors that they've had about it is, a, is still fascinating to me. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? Oh, no. No, I have not. Uh, certain 2023 Chevy Silverado 1500s
0: are being built, can you guess, without? An engine. <laughs> No, without chips. Some kind of chip. There's another chip shortage. I'm not aware of. Without functional power outlets. Okay, without I wonder why. So apparently,
1: functional instrument panel, as well as bed-mounted 120 volt uh, outlets as of September 19th production are non-functional. So does that mean they can't get a hold of inverters? So apparently it affects the 120 volt power outlet as well as the bed mounted 120 volt power outlet. So RPO code is I believe KI4 and KC9. And even though uh, these units are affected, apparently they're physically installed But the features are non-functional. Will you be able to go back later
0: and get them? Okay.
1: So it says uh, that the uh, Silverado 1500s that are affected by the constraint show on the window sticker, and it'll show a code 08R, but then affected vehicles will uh, be eligible for an eventual, (laughs) the article says eventual dealer retrofit. So who knows uh, if they're going to receive any purchase credit or if they're just going to send you a note saying, hey, come on down to the dealer and we'll make your stuff work again. Um, but it apparently affects Silverado 1500 Custom, Custom Trail Boss, LT, RST, and LT Trail Boss. It does not affect the Work Truck, which is interesting because that's the uh, the one of the base models. Uh, ZR2, LTZ, or High Country. So it sounds like the high margin trims, as well as the Work Truck trims, you know, fleet trim, are unaffected, which I guess may, makes sense. Well, that's what
0: you've said before. Yeah. I think you've talked about it in news where you're ordering the high dollar, you're going to get it all. Because there's They're more not going to lose that customer. Yeah. 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 More margin there. Hey, Lighting, did you hear? No, 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 no. no I no. I'm going to go with no. What say you? So, uh, last episode,
1: we uh, talked about our friend Mike Siebold and his fight with uh, New Jersey. Yeah, and, and he's uh, got Wasn't he going to get his truck crushed? Apparently, uh, it's now crunched and stacked at a junkyard
0: in Newton, New Jersey. That blows. This place blows. Yeah, New Jersey blows. There's some beautiful parts in New Jersey, but the Environmental Protection Division blows.
1: It says, uh, (laughs) according to this article, Siebold uh, sold off a list of parts off the truck, but not the engine or transmission. He says, strangers have been, quote-unquote, nonstop harassing me about it. I want to be left alone by these people. Uh, Countless commenters have suggested that he sell the Ram out of state or give it away, though New Jersey is barring any transfer of the title. And uh, there is uh, pictures... Of the truck being crushed. Uh, It's a white truck, and in the bed with red paint is a word that rhymes with truck and D-E-P.
0: Oh, ouch. On the, uh, in the bed. That's a little too far, I think. Why would that be too far? Well, I'm just saying, like, if he did it, now they're just going to keep a watchful eye on him and bug him, harass him, Uh, don't you think?
1: It also says F-J-B and... uh, uh, a crossed-out sign, like the uh, Ghostbusters circle, with the uh, yeah, anti symbol. Yep, yep. And uh, in the middle is uh, DEP. So I think uh, I think we know how he feels about the <laughs> uh, state of New Jersey's uh, environmental arm. So mm. uh, sad to see this saga end in this way. I was hopeful that uh, he could get the parts, uh, return it to where it need to be, and move on from this. But unfortunately, he goes into the footnotes of truck history. As somebody who... Uh, Did not play ball with the government. Well, the law won. He fought the law and the law <laughs> won. And uh, that's, a, that's a sucky place to be. So, uh, sorry, Mike. Uh, Do you think, Coleman, that this is going... This will not be the first time that we see this? Uh, I think this is the tip of the... Uh, I think this is the tip of the veritable iceberg. I think it's uh, a lesson to everybody who's listening. Lots of warnings shot across the bow on this show. Not because we agree with it, but because we love each and every one of you, and we don't want to see you in
0: this position. I guess here's the moral of the story. If you are going to do something illegal or have done something illegal, A, you should know it's illegal, and B, just don't shout it from the rooftops. Right? No? I am not a lawyer,
1: and I will not (laughs) dispense legal advice. On this show. I thought you were an attorney. No?
0: Man, I've been misled. <laughs> Turns out not so <laughs> not so much.
1: No, no, no. When we were in Vegas and I told people I was your attorney, that was for your own good. You just didn't know it at the time. But I've since resigned from that post.
0: But I love the fact that you dressed up in the suit and carried the briefcase. It's, that was funny. It's the fedora that made it. Yeah, it five stars. Five stars.
3: Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five, 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 five. five stars. Five stars.
0: Right Sorry, back I'll at your brother.
3: you, brother. No, no, a little early. No, you chunked it. You chunked
0: it. Early. This is the section where we uh, read your reviews on the Apple Podcast app. So, again, you can leave your review, your five-star glowing review for the Truck Show Podcast on Spotify. But we do prefer to be on Apple Podcast because then the world will see it. And hopefully it will trick the algorithm into showing it to more people and we'll get more of you listening. Wow, that was a long explanation for just saying uh, we love that you love us, and we'll uh,
1: say what you said. I'm done. You going to read some reviews? All right, uh, I got this one from uh, Holman Goat Owner. says, uh, stole the <laughs> wife's phone. Uh, says, stole the wife's phone to leave a five-star review. And five, five stars! stars! We're doing real high fives for you there, buddy. That's right, real high fives. Uh, I've got this one here from JP707, five-star review.
0: That sounds like a fuel, JP707. says,
1: uh, hey, boys, thanks for all you do for us, the truck community. I have yet to find a more informative and engaging podcast that covers everything truck-related. Long-time listener, first-time reviewer, In-N-Out, and the Lord's Chicken are number one. Maybe it's the California Pampas. Anyhow, keep mounting those parameters. Mounter, monitor,
3: key engine
1: parameters. And doing the... It just cuts You're off. just part. doing
0: <laughs> the. <laughs> what is the? I, I don't know. I need to know.
1: That seems like uh, our, our, our listeners, they're so excited and exuberant about sending uh, reviews our way Get that they don't post their thoughts. Right? Right? Yeah. I need to know. Truck show at <laughs> what did, what Doing the what? The. I uh, got this one here. Uh, goat sound owner again. And mm. it says, goat owner sound like Holman. I have no idea why that's why? your name Apple. What on is goat Apple. owner sound? Anyway, he says, uh, stole my first daughter's phone to leave yet another five-star review. Keep monitoring those parameters and-
0: Five stars!
2: stars. Congratulations. You have earned five stars.
1: Oh, and also JP707, just because we forgot. Five stars! stars. All right, got one more here from the Jeep Stig. Trucks? Foods? Tangents? If you enjoy listening to one of (laughs) automotive journalism's greatest truck nuts, talk to one of radio's biggest truck nuts about food and trucks, then this is the show for you. Yes, they are a pair of formerly hot, sweaty, ant-covered truck nuts. Mm. And... Five stars. Five stars. Now, I hold on a second. Why are we, we formally? Pre- yeah, formally. I'm definitely still hot and sweaty. Mm-hmm. But uh, are we truck nuts? And covered. Uh, you know, from time to time, but not like the old studio. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, we are covered in uh, orange cheesy goo from- uh, From, uh, yeah, our, uh, Hold on. That would be Hawkins
1: Big Boy Cheesies. Made with real cheddar cheese. Made in Canada. Hawkins. I, thank you, Hawkins. Cheesies. For you. I was trying to look for a website that maybe would send people there. Oh, hold on. Hawkins Cheezies. Cheezies.com. I like that. So that's C-H-E-E-Z-I-E-S,
0: correct? That's correct. All right.
1: All right, if you guys want to leave us a review, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Grab your boss, your sister, your uncles, your wives. Your friends, uh, some uh, transient person on the street, uh, <laughs> dude, you met on a bus, uh, or
0: dude, you met on an airplane, yeah, just ask them to head over get, to hold hold truck on, Don't show. get in a fight over podcast. it.
1: Podcast. Don't steal their phone. Just right. ask them to navigate to the Truck Show podcast page in the Apple Podcast app,
0: and simply just crush that five-star button. Don't break the screen doing it. Do you know how many people that I've actually taken their phone and shown them that their iPhone has the podcast app by default? Yes. They're like... I don't listen to podcasts. I'd love to listen. How do I get it? I'm like, you have an iPhone. Do a half swipe. Search for podcast. I hit the purple app, and then I go type in truck show, and as they get the SH on show, there it is right there with the Nissan logo. Boom. Slam it. Well, it's funny, because I actually had somebody uh, tell me,
1: I have no idea how to listen to a podcast at all. And I'm like,
0: well, that's- (laughs) Welcome to 2022. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Do they still have a VCR with a blinking 12 a.m.? I still do. Do you (laughs) now. All right, we didn't get a chance to read your email or answer your five-star hotline calls, but we will do it next time. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com or 657-205-6105. The Truck Show. The
3: Truck Show. The Truck Show. Whoa, whoa.
1: All right, he's at LBC Lightning. I'm at Sean P. Holden. We are at Truck Show Podcast. So uh, hit us up on our DMs. Slide on in for some bank's discounts to uh, my man Lightning's uh, Instagram
0: account, and he will uh, hook a brother up. Do this I game. have been hooking up. It's been like a couple of weeks. You guys were active on the gram. So yeah, at LBC Lightning, if uh, you'd like a little backdoor action. Oh, wait, wait, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, how do you do it? Like, yeah, it's the backdoor when I give you the discount. When you go to the warehouse... With the guy at Fiver. Maybe you should have said back alley. Back right alley, there. yeah, that's what I meant. Or back alley. Under the table. Under count. the table, even better. Yes. Perfect. That's exactly what I meant.
1: Uh, Keep
0: going. Let's, all right, well, I roll. try. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen. Uh, he
1: already told you, Trek Show Podcast at gmail.com. For all of you who lightning inadvertently offends on a weekly basis, we want to know which part of what he said is uh, <laughs> the worst. All of it. Yes. And then also uh, 657-205-6105. We'd love to hear from you guys. Please leave us a message. And if you don't remember the number, head to Instagram, Truck Show Podcast, and just click the call button and you'll hear a uh, very long old message that hasn't been
0: updated in <gasps> three years. Oh, no. We totally told everyone that we I would re-record it and then we didn't. Right. Damn. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Damn. We can do it now or we can forget for another week. You guys at home are going to have to call into the five-star hotline to find out if we recorded a new one or it's the stinky old voicemail or if it's the stinky old outgoing message. Why is it stinky? It's just old. Does it have to be stinky? No, I guess it doesn't stink. No, it's fine. Yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, since this clearly is the end of the show because we (laughs) devolved, uh, we got to thank our uh, friends over at Nissan. And uh, listen, you guys, you need a truck. You need a Nissan Frontier. You need a Nissan Titan or a Titan XD. And hey, if you buy a Titan or Titan XD, you get the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And if you get the Frontier, you get to see a lot of your friends on the freeway down here, especially uh, especially if you live here in Southern California. So head on down to your local Nissan dealer, Check out the options at NissanUSA.com. You can build in price, you can check it out, you can see what the inventory is because you need a Nissan truck in your life to make it so much easier to do everything you want to do because they're dependable, reliable, powerful, and everything you want in a truck. And fun. You know what else is fun? What's that? Fixing your six liter, <laughs> my Ford 60. Or after you fix your six liter, you put a bunch of Banks parts on it so that you can ex- uh, experience the power potential before you blow it up again.
0: No, 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 no. Once they fix it, they're not going to blow it up again. Oh, good. Okay. Let's assume that they've already bulletproofed it. Okay. Because, I mean, how is it alive today if they have a bulletproof? It's impossible. So they've done that, right? So now they've done the head studs and all that stuff. But it's reliable, but now they want a little more power. So they're looking for maybe ram air intakes, monster exhaust, or the famous high-ram intake elbow. Banks Power can add power and fuel economy to your 6. So all you got to do is head over to bankspower.com. All right. Are you taking your bank 6-liter up to Trail Pass? or no I do not own one but if I did Is that because I would. there's none left? What are you talking about? There's so many 6Os. <laughs> there's one at Banks every other week
1: getting upgraded. Yes. That's a good sign. It is. It's actually, I, I joke, but it's a great engine. There's a lot of
0: 6Os in 73s. What's their fixed. Six four, I like a little bit better, but no six four. <laughs> if you have, have six four, no six two, one seven three. All right, listen. If you have an old Super
1: Duty mm-hmm. and you just can't seem to polish that turd enough, <laughs> then uh, go put some Toyo tires on it, dude. That'll make any any turd look good. <laughs> All right, listen, if you are looking for a great tire for any truck, and any I, quality, yes, a new one, an I old am. one, a I lifted one, Toyos. a lowered one, yeah, everything, toyotires.com. Listen, I'm the off-road guy. I am partial to the Open Country line of tires. You can get the RT, the AT3, the MT. There's so many to choose from. And the Open Country AT3 comes with a 45-day or 500-mile warranty, and the mileage warranty is up to 65,000
0: miles. And you guys know that other than the TRX, I'm a streetcar guy, and I love the Proxis. That tire has never done me wrong. Love it, love it, love it. So to find out which uh, Toyo Tire will fit your ride, head over to toyotires.com. All right, this is where we say goodbye because I think we have sullied this episode with our antics.
1: Uh, this, uh, the suckage was very high on this one. It was uh, higher than normal. What I want to know is when do you get your truck back? When can we talk about your, uh, your litany of mods? I mean, you've had five minutes and you've had Expel on it, and you've mm-hmm. had Borla's put on it, and you've got that Willwood. What you got tires coming, obviously. Dude, I
0: put so many 1,400 miles. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you can't even do a hard launch yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I will have it back in a week. Right. Yeah, by the time you're hearing this, I will have it back. And then Holman and I, you will go and practice launching. How about that? Uh, I'm in. Yeah, sounds good, right? I'm in. Yeah, I like right. it. Let's, uh, let's, are we ruining the stock tires so that you can put yes, Toyos on them? Yes, yes, because I have a set of embargoed
1: <laughs> <toyos>.
0: <laughs> Can't talk about it yet. That's why I said embargo. I know.
1: Just leave it there. You're stopping nope, me? stop. Leave it there. New Toyo's coming. Yeah. Was, it. I I
0: <laughs> <sighs> but the tires are getting to no, you I haven't even said to do it. I've seen it. that's not going to happen. The, the I will kill you. The train. does not like you
1: anymore. <laughs> they will stop giving you tires if you can't honor an embargo. Stop it. <laughs>
0: okay. okay, we're punchy. Bye. See ya. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. Time to go home, Lightning.